What is up, guys? Welcome to the brand new Strength Doc Podcast hosted by UpDoc Media with me, Dr. John Russin. I want to get one thing clear. This is not going to be your average fitness podcast, and I'm sure as hell not your run-of-the-mill strength coach. What's going on, guys? And welcome to the brand new episode of the Strength Doc Podcast Articles of the Week. Hopefully you guys had an amazing Thanksgiving. I know I did. I had my family down in Florida. I had my mom and my in-laws all together, 14 people at Thanksgiving dinner. But we definitely trained hard and ate well over the holiday weekend. Uh, It was an epic trap bar deadlift session with my wife and I on Thanksgiving. We, uh, We pyramided all the way up. And we got to our five RMs, and then we did a nasty drop set with a bunch of tension on the last rep of every single set. Man, that burned some serious calories, and I definitely needed that big meal after. But the reason I bring up Thanksgiving is that usually during any holiday season, the fitness industry really shuts down. You know, I know everyone's selling their products. Uh, We just released a 12-week bodybuilding program on drjohnrussin.com that I'm very proud of. And I, I think everyone put out some sort of ad for Black Friday. But in terms of content and the online media, there wasn't a whole lot of good stuff coming out this week. And what that means for this segment of Strength Doc Podcast is that I'm gonna, in vain, put my own article on the top of the list for this week. The article that I wrote over on Testosterone Nation was entitled, Five Ways to Press Through the Pain, Smart Ways to Train Around Achy Shoulders. And selfishly, I want to talk about this subject because it's a lot of the emails that I get, uh, the social media questions, Everybody and their brother has broken down shoulders, you know, whether it be uh, due to our posturing throughout the day, you know, I'm sitting here right now recording this podcast for you guys in a slumped over kyphotic posture just so I can get the sound right on this mic. But I know many people go eight to 10 hours at work in the same exact posture. And it always goes back to that 23 to one rule. You know, the one hour in the gym is never going to be enough to get you out of those piss poor postures that you're in for the other 23 hours of the day. So keep that in mind. But getting away from the origins of your shoulder pain and getting back to pressing pain-free, even with a little bit of discomfort, is where I really uh, targeted this article on Testosterone Nation. And I broke it down into five ways to press through the pain for a reason because these are the five uh, mechanisms of pressing that I use in my specific programming and my methods of programming for you know hundreds of my clients right now. So I'm going to go through every one of these one by one and just give you a little bit of a taste of behind the scenes and a little bit more detail on how to press pain-free and really the little keys that are really going to make a difference for you as a lifter. So the first variation that I love to use is using a squeeze press. And what I mean by a squeeze press is having dumbbells and literally squeezing them together. So having the dumbbells in contact with each other and having your first mechanism of muscular action to squeeze the dumbbells together as hard as you can. You know, this seems simple, 
but it really clears up a lot of shoulder pain and allows you to press pain-free for a couple key reasons. The first reason is that we tend to centrate the shoulder joint a little bit better when we're squeezing through. So just from squeezing into internal rotation and horizontal adduction, uh, the shoulder joint itself, the glenohumeral joint, it sits a little bit more posteriorly in that glenoid fossa. So anytime that we can centrate a joint and put it back into its neutral position, it's going to feel far better on all those contractile tissues around that are used to really do the pressing motion or any other motion for that matter. So by pressing them together, we really stabilize before we get dynamic with the motion. So anytime that we can stabilize, we want to do that and really just keep control of the motion. You know, the second thing that the squeeze press offers is really a lack of external rotation and also horizontal abduction at the shoulder. And those two things, if you add those together, they can be really iffy and really put the shoulder in a vulnerable position because the head of that humerus actually translates too far anteriorly. And that's why a majority of lifters have that anteriorly directed shoulder pain. So by using the squeeze press, if we can knock this thing out and get you pressing in a pain free manner. So start off on a flat inclination, so just a flat bench, and just little by little, if you want to challenge yourself, go up a notch or two on the adjustable bench just to get a little bit of more of an incline and target some different uh, portions of your pectoralis group. So let's move on here. The second point I made was do the bench press at a slight incline, like I just said. You know, the reason that we use a slight incline for shoulder health is simply because of the arch that we use on the flat uh, bench press variations. So anytime we're in a flat bench press variation, a normal lifter will use a, somewhat of an arch at their lower back and really get their shoulder blades driven into the bench. You know, we even get it where the power lifters go into that super maximal arch and just to have the, the angulation of their presses a little bit more powerful. And what we're trying to do when we put the bench at a slight incline, when I say slight, anywhere from about 10 to 30 degrees. So on the normal adjustable bench, that's one notch up. Or if you're on a flat bench, that's like putting a 45 or two 45s under the head of the bench and pressing from there. What it does is actually normalizes our shoulder position and puts us into a true neutral position at the shoulders. You know, as we get too far into a decline position, so whether that you're really arching hard on the flat or even in a decline bench, what happens is we close down the anterior portion of the shoulder girdle. And there's a lot of different structures that run through there and they need a little bit more room than we're giving them to move and not get caught up. So some of the most notable structures in there are the rotator cuff tendons, but also we have that long head of the biceps and even all of the other uh, non-contractors tactile tissues like the vasculature and the nerve bundles that run through that same area. Uh, we don't want to be messing with that stuff because you're just asking for trouble and it's not a way to really train for the long term. So try to go one incline up on the bench and stay there. I know many lifters, especially my clients that are over about 35 or 40 that have been lifting for a long time, this is where they live on all of their bench press variations and they do very well for it. Now, the third point, use a semi-neutral grip. So in our industry, everyone loves to be so black and white with things. So it's not just about a full pronated grip. It's not just about a neutral grip. There is some movement in the middle there, and that's where I'm getting at with this point. 
So what I like to do is start off with my clients in about a 45 degree position at the hands. So if you're using dumbbells here, you're going to have uh, about halfway between a neutral and a pronated grip, and that's going to create that 45 degree angle. And another big misconception is if you're using a specific you know, hand or grip pattern and you're using that, so say you're going total neutral grip, you don't have to stay in neutral throughout the entire motion, especially when you're trying to work around shoulder pain. So if you're using dumbbells, for instance, you have a lot of degrees of freedom, so you can really control and hone in on your natural movement patterns, and your body knows better than your programming. So your body is going to be able to react and stay out of pain's way if it can naturally move through motion. So what that means is you may start off at 60 degrees of a neutral position and move through 45 as you press up. It might be the opposite. The point being is you want to be able to move naturally, and if you move uh, your hand position as you press or as you come down into the eccentric portion of that press, that's fine. Just be cognizant of it and know what's happening so you can make note and see what fits best for you. The fourth point I made here in this article was use a close grip. By using a close grip, we absolutely change uh, the muscular recruitment patterns of the press. And the video I showed in this article was me on uh, just the barbell bench press, nice and flat. And I'm using a, a somewhat of a neutral, or not a neutral, but a close grip on the barbell. And really, this is putting more of an emphasis on the triceps group and less of an emphasis on the pectoralis group. And what that does is take some of the stress off the anterior shoulder girdle and puts it back into a group that's going to be a little bit less stressful if you have something going on in the shoulder girdle. You know, this is very simple, but it's something that it's almost the same mechanism of a squeeze press uh, that we can train around shoulder pain with. You know, finally... I'm going to catch some flack for this. I know I am, but give me a break here because this has worked wonders. The fifth point is do the machine press. And you might be sitting there thinking, oh, Dr. John, you know, we don't train with machines. You know, we're athletes. We only train with free weights. But the game changes when you're in pain. So any way that you can get a training effect, a training stimulus, and do it pain-free, I'm all game for this. And this is something that I've used over the last two years uh, with many of my clients dealing with shoulder pain that has gotten very optimal results. But like anything else, a machine movement can be butchered just as badly as a barbell or a dumbbell movement. So the key to anything with movement is the execution. It's always dependent on the execution. So with the machine press, we take away those degrees of freedom that we just talked about in the dumbbell press. And, you know, those can be both good and bad. When you're trying to really relearn movement patterns, or maybe you just have a super painful deficit at the shoulders that you're trying to work around, sometimes simplifying those degrees of freedom and just locking yourself in and making sure that your shoulders are packed and your shoulders are centrated before you press on that machine will do a world of good for you moving forward in your strength and hypertrophy. So, my favorite machine is the one that has mostly a horizontal pressing component, but maybe just a little bit of inclination at the top. And the ones that are pin-loaded usually work the best. Uh, Hammer Strength's 
I use in programming sometimes. Usually I throw a band on them just to make a, a little bit more constant tension, which helps with the centration of the shoulder, but also having just uh, a lot of recruitment at the, the joint centralizers, so the rotator cuff, some of the other little structures, the postural structures of the shoulder. But using the machine really has a natural effect of being in constant tension. So the setup that I like on this is using a false grip. Now, a false grip for those of you that don't know is bringing your thumb and they're going to be right next to your index finger. So you're not actually gripping around the machine, but you have all your fingers are directed towards the top of the machine. What this allows us to do is really centrate the shoulders a little bit better. You know, that's a theme of this podcast definitely is getting the shoulders set up in a good position. So make note of that, but also getting your elbows down at that 45 degree or so angle that everyone's going to have a good amount of success with. Now, when I say everyone having a good amount of success, I really mean get into that position and feel above or below what feels best for you. And that's a point that I made multiple times in this article that, you know, I can write every article about every single different body part and how to train around pain with deficits. But in actuality, it's going to be you experimenting with these methods to see what works for you. You know, people have different uh, types of shoulder pain. People have different types of body structures and anthropometrics. You know, everyone's an individual. And I think we had Brett Contreras on the Strength Doc podcast where we talked about everyone being a case study of N equals one, meaning nothing else matters except for you and your results and the way that you do it. So keep that in mind when you're programming your next training session and you're looking for a brand new program. Hope you guys enjoyed this article review and head over to T Nation to read this one. Again, the title is Five Ways to Press Through the Pain by me, Dr. John Russin. And until next Saturday, guys, I am Dr. John Russin with the Strength Doc Podcast, hosted by UpDoc Media.